Hey, it's Nick, and welcome back to But We're Different. This is the first episode of what we're calling the Impact Series. Derived from content we've written about on the Impact website, these are short-form episodes that will dive deeper into the larger topics we cover on the show. Check out the show notes if you want to read the full article on this topic. Today, we're going to cover an article originally penned by our Chief Strategy Officer, Chris Dupre, called Leadership Teams Are Often Blind to Their Own Dysfunction and the Effects Can Be Devastating. Let's go. Leadership teams are often blind to their own dysfunction, and the effects can be devastating. When I first start coaching a new client, I spend the first few weeks gathering information, meeting with stakeholders, trying to get the lay of the land. And I want to hear it straight from the workers themselves. I want to hear from the front line, the manager, the leadership team. And even then, even in those very early days, when I still have a ton to learn about the company, I'm on the lookout for some red flags, things that show me there's misalignment or dysfunction at the highest level. I've done this long enough to know that upper level dysfunction creates a ripple effect throughout the entire company, much further than just the executive boardroom, and it harms the entire organization. And here's the worst thing. Every leadership team that's in charge of setting direction, creating culture, solving problems, they're often blind to their own challenges. At any given business, I'm looking for two major signs of dysfunction at the highest level. Number one, the lack of psychological safety. And number two, an out-of-touch leader. Now, here's what both look like in practice and how you can fight against it. The first sign of misalignment, the lack of psychological safety. Healthy team dynamics are wonderful to observe. The energy, the excitement, the discussion, there's productive debate. And this can happen only if there's a sense of psychological safety amongst the team. This means people feel comfortable speaking up, sharing ideas, concerns, problems. Psychological safety needs to come from the top. It is a clear indication that everyone's voice matters and no one's ideas are out of touch. If I observe a leadership meeting where this isn't the case, It can be cringeworthy. People sit on their hands, they avoid eye contact, there's like just surface level agreement and very little debate and you can tell people don't always agree with what's going on and they don't quite know how to manage it or act. And it's clear that allegiance is what's expected and valued, not healthy debate. So these teams are unhealthy and they blame almost always goes to the person at the top. So this brings us to the second sign of misalignment, the out-of-touch CEO. And when I start coaching a new company, I always want to hear from the CEO to understand the challenges they believe the company's facing. And this is where I look for the second red flag, right? The out-of-touch CEO. Do they understand what's going on with the rest of the company? And this can manifest in a bunch of different ways, but the most often I see is a CEO who doesn't know what's actually happening at their company. They've got this sunny outlook that doesn't match the realities on the ground. In other words, they think everything's fine when it's not. These are often the same CEOs who love to hear themselves talk, the same ones who hate debate. They don't look for feedback or guidance, they just look for confirmation and allegiance. And they're convinced that their vision is perfect. And these leaders have not built the culture where it's okay to disagree or debate. Now, there's a number of reasons that out-of-touch CEOs exist, and sometimes it's just an ego thing. 
But it often comes back to something deeper. This idea that we have in modern business about how great things actually get done. That brings us to this myth that the all-knowing CEO exists. So most often, leaders think that they're being dynamic and brilliant when in fact they've just misread the history of business's greatest leaders. And we call this the myth of the all-knowing CEO. All right, so we have this dangerous myth, especially here in America, about the brilliance of this person and that they lead with this singular vision, they never deviate, and they always get it right all of the time. And this goes back, I mean, we're talking Henry Ford, probably earlier. And the best business books today will tell stories of these amazing leaders so famous, you probably only have to read their first names to know who they are. Think Steve, Mark, Bill, so on. But here's the thing. These leaders are most certainly brilliant, but they did not accomplish anything on their own. And they certainly didn't stifle disagreement. They hired great people who brought great energy and great debate to leadership meetings. There's a famous story about Steve Jobs, and he was talking with some members of his team about a certain new iPhone feature. And this team discussed a few other options, but Jobs was convinced his was the best idea. Eventually, Jobs was angry when developers came back, and turns out his idea wasn't so great. And he was furious with his team for letting such a bad idea make its way to production. And they looked at Steve and they said, this was your idea. He goes, I know. And it's your fault for letting such a bad idea go through. You need to stop bad ideas even when they're mine. Jobs knew that success at Apple depended on assembling a great team of brilliant, driven, outspoken leaders. And he knew that he himself was a flawed individual. Jobs famously worked with acclaimed coach, John Matone. And according to Matone, Jobs was intensely focused on his own limitations so he could improve his leadership style. So when CEOs look to Jobs for inspiration, they shouldn't think of him as this brilliant leader, although he was, but as someone who knew he needed input from his team to be successful. Someone who knew his own abilities were limited. And that's why he was among the greatest business leaders of the modern era. So when we dispel this myth of the all-knowing CEO, we know we can start to solve the internal problems holding back our teams. So here's how. Leadership teams can recognize and solve this dysfunction. Whether you're the CEO or another member of the leadership team, there are tangible steps that you can take to break free of this dysfunction and establish a healthy team dynamic. So if you're the CEO, the first thing and most important thing you can do is learn to encourage debate. You need to reorient your thinking and you need to see that debate is productive. Whether it's you or someone else, make sure there's someone playing this role to get people thinking, talking, discussing. In the book, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team, Patrick Lencioni uses the phrase mining for conflict. Conflict and disagreement are healthy. In fact, they're essential. You can only get to the best ideas if people raise objections to the top leaders and it's encouraged that we debate it out. If your leadership team is not used to this kind of meeting culture, 
get someone on the team to play the role of conflict seeker. Now, we're not talking about picking fights or being uselessly contrarian. This is not productive and not helpful. But we need people to start asking why, how, why now a lot more than they did before. So by doing this, they bring other voices into the conversation. You've got that quiet team member who tends to just nod and go along with the group. Now's the time to get that person to speak up and share. Every voice matters. Now, for the rest of the leaders in the group, we need to be able to talk to the CEO about psychological safety. Your CEO needs to make the group feel comfortable disagreeing. If that's not the case, someone needs to bring it up. Set aside time during one-on-ones or other meetings where you can bring up the idea of psychological safety, explain how debate and discussion result in a better strategy, and we need to be honest about the challenges we face. Out-of-touch CEOs are created when they get fed a steady diet of platitudes and rosy reports from VPs and directors and anyone on the team. If you want a healthy leadership team, you start by being honest. I get it. No one wants to deliver bad news, but it is much worse to have an emperor's new clothes situation when no one is comfortable telling the truth. So instead of everything's great, be comfortable saying, here's what's challenging right now, and here's how we're trying to solve it. One of the things we see so many leaders do is utilize a coach or consultant. Every single person has blind spots. An outsider who's trained in group dynamics and team communication can help your leadership team see the limitations it can't see on its own. Just like Steve Jobs was working with John Matone, great leaders and leadership teams value the expertise of an outsider that can hold up the mirror and prompt true growth. So, the long-reaching effects of a misaligned leadership team. Dysfunctional leadership teams cast a long shadow over a business. If the C-level and the VP-level and the director-level employees can't disagree with each other, the same thing happens all the way down the ladder. Healthy companies commit themselves to good communication practices that exhibit transparency and candor. And this needs to start It always starts right at the top. CEOs must stay on the outlook for two big signs of leadership team dysfunction, and they must actively work against sliding into these ruts. We make it clear that it is okay for other members of the leadership team to disagree with you. In fact, it's essential. Thanks for listening to But We're Different. We record the long-form version of this show live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern. If you'd like to join us, you can register at butwerdifferent.com.